Blog Talk Radio. It's trash. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up wanna do our show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topic, sorta of like the rubber when it's game time. They like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats, the four for twenty-six saw the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table, five silly guys diversified and educated. What's going on out there, War Room family? you once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You know what it is. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the bull, Dev McMillan. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers, Jimmy the Blueprint and B. Austin. Yo, Super Bowl 55 is less than a week and a half away. Personally, I never thought we would get here, so shout out to the NFL for not caring about their players. Um, but we're going to start our initial coverage of the big game. We're going to also discuss some things happening in the association and other parts of the sports world. So sit back, relax, hang out with us for another briefing in the war room. And of course, you know you can get on the conversation by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room. That's at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. You can join us on Facebook, Twitter, wherever you fancy. Send us a message. We'll get it. Um, we'll also be taking your calls on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323 323- Four one zero 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 one two. As usual, gotta let you know whether you're with us live or not. We need to remind you guys that during the week, while we're not live on the air, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the World of Sports Podcast Network. Shows like the Broad Street Line with Roy and Chris, the Tissue and the Tape Hip Hop Show with Savad and Filmatic uh, Three Sixty Five. Uh, we got John Appetit with the Burtons. Um, After further review with the mayor, you can check out all of that during the week, even when these shows aren't live on the air. Just go to our website, worldroomsports.com, or on any of the major podcast listening platforms because we're bound to be on whichever one you fancy. There's never an excuse to miss an episode. What up, bros? What's going on, man? Another week in America. Nothing too, too, too bonkers happened this week. (laughs) Pretty I mean, normal for, I, for current times. Yeah, about to say that's because we live Stop in the, the stock market. The 2020, 2021 <laughs> is out of control. Um, just for GameStop, man. You know, are <laughs> we not uh getting out of our current situation to the end of twenty twenty two? I guess that's unless you you know you down there with be Austin and everything is normal. Yeah, um, it was, there was never a situation down in Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, y'all catch that's y'all catch in Georgia different, man. Yeah, it never happened. Never happened. I think because of the preponderance of of Negro Negro Americans, and um, they try and get y'all out of here anyway. <laughs> Let them stay outside. Yeah, but we'll see how that goes in the long run. I don't know. What's the what's the vaccine count looking like down there? People are they taking that seriously? Are they at least getting vaccinated since they never went inside in the first place? Um, no, I don't know. Ain't no vaccination. No. Ain't no vaccination going on. No. Just, Not just that I know of. Just normal life. I feel you. Because yeah, hey. in the vaccine, they shooting the they shooting the microchip in the bloodstream <laughs> and the nanobot. 
Yeah, you know, they got to keep track of you, you know. I mean, but, it, you know, it might be kind of cool to be able to go to the store and just and pay for your food with your arm. <laughs> for your arm or terminal. And, I don't know. But that's that's I probably kind of I think they're going to put the microchip in another part of the black man's side. You know, they like to fetishize it. Yo, man, <laughs> free T.I. That's all I'm going to say about it, man, free T.I. Unless, <laughs> unless the allegations are true, then... True. You know, but T.I. T. is some hot water right now. And what's that with Greenwood, I that. I've been on the list. You know, I'm trying to give them trying to give them my money. What's up with them? Like, when when the bank opens? <laughs> Killer Mike, hit us up. Let us know. All right, man. Let's, <laughs> let's get into these hot topics. Hot topics, of course, brought to you by my bookie. War Room Family, it's that time. It's time for you to make some money sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked them out, Man, it's, it's 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 no better time than now. Super Bowl 55 is coming up with all the prop bets and such, so why not try to make a couple dollars off the big game? Lay down some bread on all of the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your money. You get paid with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after you realize Mark Casol can no longer guard Joel B. So join now and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. Um, I actually don't mean that, though. That, that The whole shot at, at Mark Gasol. See, I watched that game last night. Joel started out, you know, looking as dominant as he's looked in the past, you know, in this, during this season, past few weeks, he started playing a little stupidly, <laughs> probably from like the second quarter on And I still think that might have something to do with Mark Gasol and, and the real estate to take a quote from Joel Embiid and the real estate that he holds in his head. When Joel says that, you know, he's usually talking about him and Andre Drummond. But I still think Marcus Gasol is a tough matchup for him. I mean, he, he he did much better against him last night than he did ever in his career. But, the, you know, it, it wasn't a full game of dominance like we've been seeing from dude lately. You know, he slowed down a little bit after his initial success. So um, my apologies, Mark. I ain't going to say that yet. We're not going to be prisoners of the moment. But speaking of NBA players of the week, Joel Embiid is one of them, uh, and his, I guess, uh, I want to say arch rival, but they didn't, they only play twice a year. Joel actually ducked that smoke a couple of weeks ago and didn't play in the Denver game, but Nikola Jokic, and I only say rivals because they're, people say that they're the top two bigs, top two centers, at least, in the NBA. So, you know, there's no real you know, you rival. Better watch you better watch your mouth. Don't make Rudy Gobert cry. <laughs> I, I forgot Bo. I forgot Bo cry, baby. Um, shout out to Rudy, but I said what I said. Uh, the Joker and the process. Uh, this week's NBA players of the weeks. Let you know real quick what they did before y'all comment on it. Uh, the Joker out west averaged twenty nine points, fourteen point seven rebounds, six points, seven assists. And the Denver Nuggets went 3-0 and during the week. 
Um, the process, he averaged 37.7 points, 11.7 rebounds um, on 61.1% shooting from the field, and his Philadelphia 76ers went 3-0 and um, this week. You know, when I look at Joel's numbers sometimes, they be kind of Shaq-esque. And when I say that, I mean, of course, Shaq put up some nasty numbers, but I'm not even talking about the nasty ones. I'm thinking, how can, even in a week, even if it's just a week, but I, but I believe he averages more for the season as well. How can Joker average more rebounds than Joel Embiid? Like, is Joel Embiid a little bit of an underachiever on the board, kind of how we thought Shaq was at points in his career? Yeah. Of, of of course, this is a testament to how talented he truly he truly is. Just like Shaq, like we all know, Shaq was seven foot nineteen and three point seven million pounds, and averaged less rebounds <laughs> than Dennis Rodman. He, Dennis Rodman he, he gains he gains at least a thousand pounds per year on the war room. <laughs> per year, <laughs> he's definitely Dennis Rodman is definitely smaller than me and averaged more boards than Shaq. Think about that. And we hold yeah, but I think, Shaq I mean, to so that but standard it's, because it's, it's of his talent. That too, so now you gotta you gotta think that you gotta think Joel is in the same boat. He's 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 not Shaq talented by any stretch, but he's uber talented, and he wants to be a guard because in positionless basketball they let dudes that are seven two shoot threes. So he's too far away from a lot of times. Are, is he missing yeah. out on a lot of offensive bounds because he's? You know, he ain't around. Laying out on the perimeter too much. He ain't around, yeah. I feel right, so what you. What do you think, Jimmy? You said it, it was it, context to that. Yeah, because like the thing about it is Shaq was the first the first um the first option offensively. And when you're the first option offensively, like you spend a lot of uh, you know, energy focusing on that offense, so I mean, you don't grab as many rebounds. And I would say the same for Joel. It's not like they're Rodman when Rodman – if Shaq focused on nothing but rebounds, and Shaq Joker. probably would average 30 rebounds, right? right. Because, I mean, I mean Hakeem was, the, for the, Hakeem, season, Hakeem was that, the first option. Hakeem was right. the first option on rebounds, right? And him and Shaq averaged the same amount of rebounds through the course of their career. Like, because these guys are, are, are you know, score first. They're the first option on the offensive end. So, you know, a lot of energy. Hakeem was all not like, you know, Bill Russell. Huh? Hakeem was also six okay. ten. He was a little smaller than Shaq. Okay. Yeah, and for the season but with these, Shaq also that of a difference. Uh, Joker is at eleven point eight, and Joel is at eleven point one. Um, his best season. And that's not bad. That's not 2018, bad. Twenty eighteen, twenty nine. That's Joel. No, and not, but his option. best season and, uh, so and far. And also, and also didn't average as many rebounds as like a Dennis Rodman or anybody else. Like. When you're the first option, you're just not going right. to do well, that. Well, Dennis Rodman was like, a specialist. Go, it, just yeah, well, I mean, even, even, even if we're not comparing him to Dennis Rodman. So, I mean, we can say that Shaq underachieved, but when you look at anybody who was the first option, and we talk about them being a rebounder, David Robinson was 7'2". He didn't average as many rebounds as he probably should have. He averaged the same thing. Here's the thing. Shaq, Elijah Wan, and David Robinson all averaged around 11 rebounds a game for a career. Um, Patrick mm-hmm. Ewing averaged a little bit less. He averaged about 10. So... I'm just saying, all these guys who are like the first option on the offensive end, they generally don't, you know, they're not going to give you 15 rebounds a game. They're just not going to. Yeah. So was 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 Moses was Moses the first option and Kareem were they first no. option? 
No, no they weren't not. the first option. Green wasn't the first option. Okay. It depends on which year we're asking about Moses. <laughs> I mean, but some guys, it's well, just like even when there's exceptions to that. I understand what Jimmy's saying, and I agree with that. But there, of course, there are exceptions to that rule. I think bringing up Moses, I think he's one of them. Um, somebody like a Charles Barkley is one of them. Some of these dudes just uber prided themselves on rebounding. Um. I think I think we hold Shaq to that standard just because he's so big. You know what I mean? We just figure and just yeah. lean a body all, on all, all jokes, you gotta jump. Yo, all jokes aside on, on how large of a human being Shaq is, pause. Like like just in my mind when I take the jokes out of it, I I kinda put Shaq in the same category with the guy that we don't know whether he really existed. Like that level of talent. So I have another level well, that, of, of that, expectation. That's your fault. That's your fault. Oh, you don't, you don't hold Shaq. Nobody, nope. You don't think Shaq is. You don't no, think Shaq is. No, no, yeah, they no. Listen, they don't breathe. They don't breathe the same air, dog. They're not in the same. I mean, you can't. No, you can't I just want our listeners. But I feel what Jimmy's saying. I want to. I want to. I want our listeners to understand that in this criteria, as we have this small debate, we are overrating the value of twenty thousand. Even though it has nothing to do with basketball, <laughs> no human wow. being can do that. Because a lot of times, like, a lot of times, we we look at Shaq and call him underachieving. That's cool, but if he did underachieve, that just shows how great he was, though. Because we talk about these great rebounders, like the perception of them, like a a Moses or a Barkley, they only average one more rebound per game than Shaq. It ain't like they they was averaging twenty. You're right. Shaq was you're right. You're, 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 you're absolutely it's like a right. Difference of, 12 and 11. It's like, it ain't that much of a difference. Like, you know, so, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you could say I mean, that. I think, I think Barkley is amazing, though, because you know how, how tall I mean, they be Barkley really is. His size yeah. changes it. Barkley is his amazing. size changes the, the, the perception of that. But but Barkley also wasn't, like, you know, giving you 30 a game. Now, he averaged about, you know, 20s. He wasn't he wasn't as offensively, I shouldn't say gifted, because Shaq was just, like, dominant. He didn't put up the offensive number Shaq did. Let's put it that way. So, I mean, he had some seasons. Day, he, <laughs> he had, had, some, he had seasons. some seasons. He had his, his best season yeah. is the one he won MVP. <clears throat> Barkley at his yeah, best, yeah. and Shaq at his best. When, to me, well, scoring wise, that, that wasn't even his best. But, uh, that season, like, he averaged about twenty five. He at one season with the Sixers, he averaged twenty eight. I'm looking at it now. That was eighty seven, eighty eight. Barkley was a monster. Those three year. years, those, those three years when Shaq decided to get in shape and actually play hard. That was rarefied air. I don't think Barkley has ever reached that level. When Shaq was focused, and, uh, there's not a lot know, of players. And it might be five players in history to reach that level. But that's what, yeah, I agree with that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, then he got, then he got, you know, got a little greedy. I mean, like four was like, I'm chilling. Yo, how tall? How tall was? How tall was Sir Charles? I think he's saying he was six four, but I, I would say like six six. Even Yo, if you're yeah. going to give Jordan a legitimate 6'6", six, six, I would say 6'7". I've seen him walk next to Jordan and look like he was a tiny bit taller. Dog. So I would Listen, say 6'7". Barkley wasn't no 6'6", six, six, B. Barkley wasn't 6'6". Six, six. I've been in the room with Barkley several times. You think he was wearing, so all, he he was wearing lifts? Fam, when they I'm like 6'2". I'm like 6'2". I'm like right. And he wasn't, t- like he wasn't, wasn't that much taller than me. That's why... That's why I have a different level of respect for him. 
Yo, like, a lot of these dudes, like, a lot of these dudes, to your point, Jimmy, that you're about to make, a lot of these dudes need to smack themselves and kill themselves because they let a dude our side go in the league and get 12 rebounds whenever he felt like it. When that I'm not but for Barkley coaches, coaches will tell you though, it's all about effort. Rebounding is about I'm effort. About to say, and, I, mean, I mean, that's Charles Barkley made a commercial about that. Rebound. He made a commercial. Yeah, that like, that's that. all about effort. Like any knucklehead can score, but, but rebounding is about effort. And I mean, but I tell players all, all the time, these, these little dudes, and I'm, you know, uh, assistant coaching sometimes. Like, yo, it doesn't matter most of the time how big your opponent is. Like. Yo, if you put a body on somebody and you box out with with technique, half the time you don't even have to jump. If you box out right, you can let the ball fall in front of you. So it is all about effort and wanting to get a rebound and wanting to mix it up. A lot of players just don't want to mix it up. You know what I mean? But let me, before we, I just want to be fair to Joel on this because, you know, throughout his career, he's been a better rebounder than Nicole. You know, I don't, I don't want to get that twisted here because the Joker had a better week rebounding and he might be averaging .7 more rebounds now but this is his best year rebounding 11.8 and it's only the Joker's third year being in double figures rebounding Joel has a high year of 13.6 and he averages at least 11 every year except for the first year he played in which he only played 25 minutes a game for 31 games he averaged eight rebounds, seven point eight. Then, so I, you know, for I the week, say, Joker was a, a monster on the boards. So I, don't, I, don't wanna... I just want to say real quick, though. I just want to say like that's the reason why, in terms of this whole conversation, why when we talk about Barkley, I say what I say about him. Although, you know, he's a weirdo now. As a player, I hold him in a certain regard because when you see this, it's the same thing with AI. You guys have been in the room with AI, and when you see just how little he is, mm-hmm. you see what he does on TV. Yeah, he definitely, it gives you a it gives you a different appreciation. And I, I really believe Chuck is about 6'4". Because I'm 6'2". Ladies, my inbox is... I, 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 I think he was 6'5". I think he was 6'5". But I definitely... I don't think he was over 6'5". Like, I don't. But it, but, prices, right? but that's the only... Like, because I always think that too. And then, like I said, I see them photos with him next to Mike. So I'm thinking Mike maybe really wasn't 6'6". Six, six. I don't know. Mike or, you know how camera didn't angles... Didn't NBA camera angles can make things NBA have a, different. Didn't NBA have something a couple of years ago where they said people started got to start giving a real size because cats was lying, and cats was yeah. lying both on both sides. Some cats yeah, because Durant still be Durant still be acting like he's six nine. I'm like who you fooling, cuz? Yeah, who <laughs> 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 you lying to? <laughs> some cats still are trying to be taller. Some cats are trying to be shorter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the league is like I'll, I'll, I'll stop lying because everybody. That's, like a, that's been a joke, though. There's no way. Yo, they can't have A.I. listen to the 6-1, and sometimes I see him listen to the 6-2. No, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yo, A.I. No. was 5-10. He's not even, the, he's not even the 6 on the break, that he's, like, normally listed as. So it's like, come on. Like, what y'all trying to do? But, you know, I don't think that was him. Yo, do, you, you, do you think we like overrate? I don't think you're going to try well, to I act like Neither one of y'all. <laughs> I was saying, do you think we overrate Joel Embiid because he gives us nostalgic moments and reminds us at times of other folks that are greater? Think we no. think we nah, think too much think of him? He, I think he's just nice, but he's not. His consistency is where you know he runs into some issues. I mean, he can do. He like 
you said he wasn't as talented as Shaq. Like, I don't actually agree with that. Like, talent-wise, he's as talented as a big man, you know, can be. Um, I just don't think he has the same thing in him as those dudes. Like, you know, not had that same dog. Because Joel will go down in the post and score every play, and then will stop and do other things because he wants to do other things and show you that he can do other things rather than just dominate you where he can surely dominate you. Like that wasn't Shaq. I mean, Shaq was playful sometimes, you know, he'd get the ball on a, on a break and bring it up. And definitely in an all-star game, he's going to try to show you his handle, but in a serious game situation, Shaq is going to do what his strength is and he's going to punish you for, for, 36 minutes, however many minutes he plays in the game, he's going to punish you doing that. For some reason, these dudes, mm-hmm. they they can punish you, and then they like, nah, but I can do this too, and they want to show you that they can do this, and I don't really understand it. I'm not saying you can't practice that and have that with you for when you need it, but if you just scored on somebody six straight times in the post, why are you on the three-point line two plays later? Like, <laughs> It's almost like you fall up for the trick. Like you're playing a video game and you, you're running the same play on somebody. And they be like, you trash. You only can right. run that play. So you decide, I'm going to stop running this play because I'm going to show them I'm not trash. I can do other stuff. <laughs> right. Man, if you don't right. blow their ass out and keep doing what you're doing. Shut up. Shut up. I swear. I swear. I swear. I swear. Back in our Madden days. But he never, he never, he never acquiesced to the trash talking. He still ran the same damn play. And bust your ass. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I he swear to God that I just thought the same thing. I just thought that. Like, the reason cats stop dominating is because in their mind they've heard the trash talk so much. All you could do is that. If you had to do something else, you couldn't be. In their mind, so to the point you don't even have to say that anymore, if they bust your ass six ways from Sunday, that seventh day, <laughs> they're going to take off. They're going to be an Adventist. Yo. But I've heard people like I've heard people try to bash people like that. Shout out to the homie DJ Willie G. Remember, Jimmy, you remember how he used to be like, "Well, LeBron only shoot that yeah. field goal percentage because all he do is layups." Well, if you can't stop him from making the easiest shot in basketball, why should he stop <laughs> making the easiest <laughs> shot in basketball? <laughs> well, I'm not going to go out here yeah. and shoot threes if I can Yo. get a layup on every play and shoot sixty percent in your ass. I swear, I swear, I swear to goodness, I swear to goodness, when I hit my 30s, I used to tell young cats, stop shooting all these threes. I shoot threes because my fat ass can't make it to the rim anymore. I can't make it to the rim. If you can make it to the rim, why would you shoot a harder shot? This is what I don't understand about the league now, man. I watch every night, and I swear, the league, the game's, it's like a docket full of three-point contests. People are launching, yo. And the crazy part is it's like nobody's are making threes all net. Like, the more the game has changed, it's like the more cats like Reggie Miller and Steve Kerr, they're going to become nobodies in the history of ball because you're going to have average role players like passing them and three-pointers made at some point because certain role mm-hmm. players, like that's all they're doing, but they're not really shooters, but everybody can shoot now because everybody practices that shot. 
Reggie and them used to be special in the league, but now everybody is taking and making three pointers. I mean, they missing a lot I mean, too. It's, 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 it's the evolution of the game, though. Right. It's the evolution of the game. It's the evolution of the game. The game is going to continue to change, um, but it's just it's just the evolution of the game. The game is not wait, the same wait, wait, game wait till that the four you pointer comes. Man. Wait till the four pointer comes. Listen, man. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, I'd rather shoot a four pointer with a fifty percent chance, yo, with a fifty percent chance of making it, Analytics. as opposed to trying to make two two pointers with a seventy percent chance of making it. I'm old school. But anyway, if I can man, get the rim and your ass up, <laughs> we just gonna. And, have to and go. the thing is, the guys are more skilled now than ever. Right? They just they just are. Um, but I think that the difference between players is not as great as it once was. Like, there were some players back in the day, like the, the difference between the greatest player back then versus the average player, I think it's, um, it's closer now, if that makes any sense. So if you look at the top guys and you look at the guys that are right below them, I don't think it's as much space as it used to be. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, a lot I of mean, it because, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it time is, goes on. A lot of it is dog <laughs> and confidence and and marketing. <laughs> Like, but I also feel like, but I also feel like when you think about the game so of basketball and think about just mm-hmm. the evolution of the world and how much access we have to information, energy, tools, resources. Like, you talk, you talked a little a couple seconds ago about coaching AAU with little kids. Like, that wasn't prevalent, right? When you when you when you talk about like um when you when you go back and you start to read like Oscar Robertson or Dr. J's or even Larry, uh, Magic of Birds books, like uh, they talk about their childhood. It was like. It was always a couple cats from the neighborhood that could play. They didn't travel mm. on AAU circuits and, and, and compete against, like, you know, people that had similar talent. They didn't meet those guys till they got to college, which is why college was so prevalent. Like, oh, it's a dude on the other side of the country that could hoop too. Like, they, they didn't have access to the information to, like, be able to look up and see who the top players are, be able to already compete against them at a young age. So it's like, you know, training. I mean, look, B. Austin's son is the third best soccer player of all time, right? And right. he's already All traveling right. the world, already traveling the world playing soccer. Like, right. who travels I the mean, world to play a sport when you like, in, you know, when you were in high school? Like that did, that what didn't exist before. My son is nine, and he's already probably either seen with his own eyes, played against, or met all the top nine-year-olds on the Eastern Seaboard at least. <laughs> I mean, and his squad last so that, week was in North Carolina. Of course, you know we didn't go because we we cowards. But they were in North Carolina playing in the yeah. tournament Martin Luther King weekend. Like nine year olds though. <laughs> North this, Carolina playing in a, so this, a tournament. So when this happens, I'm salty right, that we missing it. This like, changes the game. This changes the game overall because guys are so skilled that you will have seven footers that have a handle that can shoot the basketball. Like they're they're still trying to find ways to differentiate themselves, but the game and also the game now is more global than it was back then. So now you got guys from like you know um, Botswana and Bukharan and you know um, Mozambique <laughs> like learning how to play basketball. Yo, yo, you know you know we hooping in Bucharest next week. It's going to continue to evolve, man. Like, I wouldn't be shocked that if in 20 years the NBA was like literally global. Like, yo, who the Sixers play tonight? Uh, they play, um, you know, a team in, 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 in you know, Senegal, saying, like, some random country. Now. <laughs> the we hooping in Senegal. <laughs> we hooping in Senegal <laughs> this week. 
<laughs> they playing the Senegal Spiders tonight. Like they find out the Senegal to play the Senegal Spiders. Like and it just be a reality. Like you know what I'm saying? Yo, the that, funny, that the funny, the though. funny thing Six, is, yeah, like you talking about it as if it's as if it's Senegal and Dubai. Talking about it. We talking about it as if it's revolutionary because of the sport that we love. But in soccer, they've been doing that interleague play, intercontinental play, like. That's a usual yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the world's game. It's been the yeah. world's game. So no, I, I mean, I, I definitely feel. I that. think, I think basketball, basketball come up for that spot though. Well, put it like this: David Stern wanted basketball to come for that spot. He was like, "Yo, America, not mm-hmm. enough, dog." Like, yeah. so he. Nah. And the thing is, the game, the game is one that could go. Because you look at all of our major sports, that's that's the sport that can go global. Because, yo, yeah, I mean, yeah, basket yeah. and ball, cool. you know. But the crazy part about it, I was just about to say that, Jim. I was like, it, it's so inexpensive to play ball. That might not be true anymore with the cost of AAU. But if you're good enough and, and you're still poor, somebody's going to you know, pay your way. Somebody's going to sponsor you. Stuff like yeah, that. Some but of the athletes out of these, around the world. Out of the kids coming from different types of families now. Right. But a lot of the kids coming from different type of families now than what they used to back in our day. Getting to the NBA back back then was definitely like, you know, rags to riches story. Yeah, we grew up poor with 16 of us in one bed. <laughs> them, them Tony Stark stories. But, um, um yeah, it's, it's now, different now. Now. now we got them Kyrie, them Kyrie Irving stories. Hey, you called the grip of this gym. How many <laughs> generation ballers are in the league? Like, it's, it's I mean... It just is. That's why I said it's a, it's a completely different game, you know. That, but but at the same time, I do think that I, and that's why I'm not one of them get off my lawn dudes and everything was like better back in my day. Because I think these dudes are uber talented, man. Like they're uber talented. Now that doesn't I mean definitely think they're uber thing. talented and and everything's evolving. I just think a lot of these dudes stupid. Like <laughs> it's like they can do so much amazing stuff. But the fundamentals are crazy. Like, you look at stuff like dudes can't set a legitimate screen. It really doesn't matter because the you know NBA refs not really calling this crap that they're doing most of the time. When they do call a um, moving screen, it's usually because of a makeup call for something stupid they just called on the other end. So they'll take it out on you because you can call an illegal screen on every given play in the NBA. So they use that. They keep that in their pocket for makeup calls. So just fundamental things like screens, like we talked about, you know, rebounding, boxing out for a rebound, stuff like that. But, yeah, you can't deny, like, the amazing stuff. Like I said, the average NBA player is out there smacking threes all net. Like, <laughs> there's not a ton of dudes in the league where you just like, yo, this dude can't shoot a lick. <laughs> a ton of those dudes. Because you know everybody what, practices that. <laughs> One thing I recognize too is this, right? And this is the power of YouTube. Because with YouTube, you can go back and you can watch all kinds of craziness. When I go back and try to watch our old game from back in the day, I feel like, I, I, well, not that I feel like, I recognize that I've romanticized the game in my head. Even when I go back and watch like finals games, like, can't get through. Like, the game is like slower. Dudes were just as stupid. But I guess it's like when you come of age <laughs> loving something, you remember it a certain way. When you go back and watch it, you're like, yo, I like this trash. These dudes can't even hoop. Like, like I thought, you yeah, know, I, this person was nice. Like, it, it just, just, this is my personal I opinion. Think, I, you know, I'm not saying. I think the worst era of ball was like the early 2000s. Like, 
like right at the turn of the century, right? 2000, 2001. The crazy part about that, you know, our, our city was successful at that time. So it was exciting, but y'all know me uh, even back then. Cause that, that I've been a, a league bass subscriber since like 98. So if I'm watching all of the games, like when that, that straight from high school to the pros thing started getting out of hand and all your first, like all your lottery picks were straight out of high school. I say around like the Tyson Chandler, Eddie Curry era. Yo, hoops was terrible because all of your top picks, all of your top picks, either, didn't know how to either play. had to sit. They didn't. They either had to sit and learn, and they were getting spot minutes, or or the ones that you had to throw right in there just could not play the game, and it was terrible. Now. One thing we do romanticize, but it's not an exaggeration. A lot of times, your first pick, especially an early pick, he was an immediate impact if he wasn't your immediate, like, franchise player. Like, that was a thing. That started to fade out because your your number one picks, your lottery picks were coming straight out of high school. Now, one year out of high school. Yo, I remember, play. I remember when they they drafted Jermaine O'Neal, and shout out to him because he had a great career. But yo, my man was just tall. Like they went and found a tall dude and said, "Yo, you got muscles. Yo, come, come." Because yo, he sat the bench for like he might Jail, as well have went to college. Sat the bench for three years. Yo. All I'm saying is, see, like, but the might as well for them. We were still in that era where dudes were kind of poor. So it ain't no might as well no, go to college. If I can make a million dollars, I'm gonna make a million dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. With dudes was kinda poor. Yo, cat's still poor. But listen though. Here's my point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yo, kinda poor. We go go we get off the show, go on YouTube, right? Yo, and you can look up random games. Like go and I'm I'm talking about the nineties, which in our head is the heyday, right? It's the heyday because you watch Mikey watch something or um even if it's like the tail end of magic or early parts of chat. But if you didn't watch the games and, with the superstars in the 90s, them Jones was slow was, and boring, right, too. Yo, go back and look up a random <laughs> game from like, um, from, like, yo, the Bullets and the Clippers in the mid-90s and tell me that, yo, everybody like, tell me how great they, they were. One of the, they were one of the better teams. This is what they always back to. But a Knicks game, it was rough, but it wasn't really exciting, you know. Like... <laughs> Go watch a Clippers Go watch a Clippers Bullets game from the heyday In the mid 90s You'd be like yo these dudes Shouldn't even be in the league But you know what people romanticize them though they, Like you think about the best player The most exciting player And you just put that stamp On the whole On the whole era exactly. You know what I'm saying yeah, That's kind of my point like you, said, you, you watch a Bulls game I mean Mike was doing crazy stuff all the time So that was exciting nine times out of ten like yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it was a yeah. lot of other, you know, it was some some hooping going on. And, and no, it was circles. like I like, yeah, like I used to I used to like watching yeah. um the Mavericks play when they had Mashburn and, and Jimmy Jackson like cats like that, and then they got Jason Kidd. If you watch an average Sixers game, which we were forced to do, like them Jones was trash with Hersey Hawkins and like, oh yeah, they were terrible, terrible dog. Watch it, watch it, watch a post Barkley game with Tim right. Perry and Andrew Lang and Jeff Hornacek, and tell me how great the uh, the nineties were. Uh, yo, Tim Perry was ugly. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, definitely, definitely. 
right, all of this, I don't know how we got into all of this from the NBA Player of the Week, but let's speed it up a little bit. Of course, earlier in the week, we're definitely not going to talk about this for more than 30 seconds, but earlier in the week, Mark, a year since the death of uh, Kobe Bean Bryant, uh, his daughter Gianna and the other um, folks from that uh, horrendous helicopter crash out in, in California. Um, there was a lot of stuff on TV this week, a lot of tributes during the games, like stuff that I didn't necessarily want to see, but then sometimes you get caught up in it. I was watching Kobe's final game when he was, you know, dropping 60 on Utah. Um, yo, Bull was cooking in the fourth quarter, man. It, it was crazy to see that, but like they were even saying back then, if anybody's going to go out like that, it's going to be dude. Um, but the craziest part, when he hit the foul shot to give him 60, of course, they immediately panned over to his family. And, of course, you know who, Gianna, jumps off the bench. I mean, jumps off the chair, hype. And I, like, immediately, like, had to turn the channel. <laughs> like, it, 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 it's hard. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. Man. Yeah, it definitely was tough, man. But, again, a year later, rest in peace to Bean, rest in peace to Gianna. Um Going too soon, man. Y'all got any thoughts on that before we move on? Because I'm definitely not going to bring the show down like we nope. did. I got show after I, ducked, I ducked everything Kobe this week. I, the closest <laughs> I got was I was flipping the channel and Will Bond was crying, so I kept flipping. Like, I ain't want nothing to do with none of that. <laughs> yo, everywhere you flip, somebody was crying. Like, yo, we can't do this again, man. And, and it's, like 60, <laughs> it's like 68 murals in L.A. They just go drawing on the walls in L.A., man. Like, that's their way to get out of getting arrested for graffiti. They just draw somebody that everybody loves. They probably don't get permission for these spots. They just go draw this. I ain't want no part of that. Yo, we'll buy a bit. <laughs> Yo. All right. So um, the quote of the week, man, this comes, this is NBA related. And it's just three words. Quote, sick of it. And that comes from Kamia Adams Beal, the wife of Bradley Beal. And this is a tweet she made during their last game, during one of, you know, their their recent most recent losses. So she's basically tweeting about the state of the Washington Wizards. Um I'm going to ask you guys. Now I know the Wizards are terrible. Bradley Beal has been balling. Um he's he's making me question like how would Bradley Beal help a good team. Like, is this just empty calories here? Is he just one of these dudes that just get numbers on a bad team? Um, can he go to a good team and actually help them ascend to a championship level? These are all questions to be asked, and we might get an answer soon because his name is, you know, always in trade talks. But do y'all think this is do y'all think his wife should be speaking like this? We already know she's kind of outspoken because she was a little upset when he got snubbed for uh, All-NBA. But considering Bradley Beal had a chance to bounce, but they backed that Brinks truck up to his house, and the Beal family didn't seem to be complaining too much when he signed that five-year, $127 million deal. Do y'all think she, <laughs> she has a right to be talking like this right now? I mean, yeah, it's the new NBA. That could be yeah. part of a bigger plan to get him out of there. Oh, I'm, sure it definitely is. I'm sure it definitely is. 
But like I said, he signed that five-year, $127 million deal when, in fact, when he did it, the roster was even worse than what it is right now. Um, John Wall was a cripple. So it's like y'all had a chance to get out of there, and you didn't because they had them bird rights and could pay you more than anybody. Why complain about it now? But at the same time, like Jimmy said, contracts don't matter anymore in any sport. (laughs) When it's time to get out, you start complaining. You get your family to start complaining. (laughs) You start putting on weight like you're mad hard. (laughs) But B, what's your your thoughts on on her being vocal like this? You know, because that's insulting to a lot of people. His teammates still got to see that. It's like in in so many words, she basically calling us bums. But um, what's your thoughts on that? I, I think she could have chosen a, a more tactful way to shoot at management. Um, but I don't I don't have a like problem what? with that young lady expressing her opinion. I, I don't know. Right? I'm kind of torn. Um, I think it's noble sometimes when you keep those things behind the scenes. But we live in a we live in a in an era where everything is amplified and everybody has a platform. So, you know, not making it right, but do you? Your husband's in a tough spot. I don't I don't equate him accepting the contract and the impact it has on his legacy and family and financially and all that with him not having a right to complain about his perception of the Wizards not doing what it takes to surround him with the proper talent to be competitive. I I think that's two different things. So I don't, I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, but free agency is a hard thing. I mean, you kind of do have something to do with that. If you're the star player of the team and people still like, I ain't going there. Like, I don't care what he's doing. He ain't nice enough for me to go play with. Like, that does have something to do with it, for real, for real. Like, People go to play where LeBron is because of LeBron. I mean, we know he's not LeBron, but when when these teams get free agents, it, most of the time it's not really about the city. It's about who you got there and if they think they can win with this dude. So while Bill and his wife might think he's on a certain level, like we already spoke about like Bill. He's like, he's probably the worst 30-point scorer that we've seen in a while. And he got game. He definitely got game. But he's probably the least impactful, worst 30-point scorer that we've seen in a while. Because he so doesn't have I got to, to get other players I mean, Kev- Kevin Love, no more. Yeah. Who's better, Bradley Beal or C.J. McCollum? <laughs> that's that's, the same person, that's not a bad question, man. I mean, because if you go dude. on perception, they de- they definitely the same dude. But if you go on perception, probably just because of the way he talks, you think CJ got more dog in him, and you might want to play with CJ a little more. I don't know. I don't know. But the league and other players in it, they just don't seem to have the type of respect for Bradley Beal that his numbers should demand. I say he didn't even make all yeah, NBA. I need like, somebody, he had to cry to get I need somebody the to like write up a think piece, man. I want somebody to give <laughs> me the bottom five thirty point scores in NBA history. <laughs> Yo, 
I love to see that list. Like, who else is on the list of the worst thirty point scores? The worst thirty that's, point that's, scores. That's got to be pretty funny. <laughs> Yo, Jimmy gonna put T Mac on it. Still a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy gonna put T Mac. T Mac is on that list from them. From y'all. T Mac was a monster. Somebody gotta do that, y'all. Alright. So, so somebody yeah. let me know who else is trash and score thirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to Brad Bill, man. Cause I I ain't saying you trash. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> he, he, is he, is he better than Monta Ellis? Than Monta was in his prime when the when the Call of Duty backcourt was running? He better than Monta. Nobody had 30, more confidence than Monta. Yeah, but he he um he better than Ball. He better than Ball. Bradley Bill's not even a bad defender, but. Maybe he needs a, a sneaker contract or something. He needs something to put his name and face out there and give and force people to respect him as a somebody in this league. That's sounds funny when I'm you average the stats, I'm looking at the stats going back to 1947, and it really ain't that many cats in this league history that have averaged 30. It just isn't. No, no, that's, I, a, that's, that's a rare five. That's pretty. That's yeah. yeah. That's. That's first pretty all, new. Like you did it back in, in, first the, of in all, the real days. As rules change. Well, first of all, let me say this. Number. Let me say this. First, tw- the first twelve years that the league ever existed, nobody did it, and then Wilk got drafted. So I mean, and he's on this list from 1960 on. Like you know, it was damn near his whole career. But no human um, being did well, that. The first twelve years, you know, them early years, there was no shot clock. So, you know, dudes is holding the ball for like 18 minutes of possession. And then they sped the game up with the shot clock and people started scoring more. Then they started changing rules where you couldn't touch people. And then they started scoring, you know. it. it, it Yo, peep this though. Peep this though. 1962, right? Walt Bellamy averaged 31.6. Bob Pettit averaged 31.1. Jerry West averaged 30.8. And Oscar Robertson averaged 30.8. Problem is, that. we'll average 50.4. Yo, that was disrespectful, man. <laughs> <laughs> My thing yeah. is, how do you average 50 in a season and then your career average still is only – like, how is, how is he not the leading <laughs> scorer in NBA history as far as average goes? I mean, he's only well, like because a tenth of a point behind Mike. But how does that happen? Like. Yeah. It's not like Will because played a career, ton of years on But he did have those seasons where he wanted to prove a point. All right, I ain't going to score. I'm going to just yeah. – <laughs> Yo, you let me get assist. Like, that's nuts. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. Rick, yo, Rick Barry in 67 <clears throat> averaged 36 points a game. Yo, Rick Barry yo, was a Yakubian and put up 36 a game. Like, that's insane. Like, yo, I can't be cool. Um, I, can't, I can't acknowledge that 36 because of the way he shot foul shots. I can't do it. <laughs> yo, yo, hold up. Nineteen seventy three, right? The league lead the league scoring yo, Tiny Archibald led the league in scoring at thirty four points a game and he's like five foot one. But it really yo, it's, but it's really not that it's really yo, it's really That's why Tiny be like, Hold up when they people right, be talking about I got somebody AI. else. Got somebody else. Nineteen eighty, we got somebody that can get added to the Bradley Bill list. Two, only two people in nineteen eighty averaged thirty a game. George Gervin and World Be Free. Oh, we're free. World be free. World be free. Definitely, he he definitely Bradley Beal of the nineteen eighty. 
he, yeah, he, he got added free to the Bradley building. Free is a trash 30. 19, 1981, Adrian Dantley was the only person to average 30. In 82, hey, George Gervin, Moses. He can go on that list. Oh, hold on, though. Wait, I don't know. Adrian Dantley did it twice. Adrian Dantley scored 30 a game two years. Actually, three years. Then Bernard Adrian King, Dantley. Dominique Wilkins. I knew Michael Bernard Jordan, King. Jordan, 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 Jordan. Bernard King is one of my top five to ten favorite players of all time. So even if people tried to throw him on this list, I wouldn't accept it. And it could be true, but Yo, I wouldn't accept it. Here's the crazy it. part. I wouldn't accept it. Mike and Bernard, Bernard King only is one. almost better than LeBron. <clears throat> Yo, Mike and Wilt are the only ones to have a run like that. Mike got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He would have had ten straight years, but he retired for two. Yeah. And then after Mike is AI, then it's T Mac Kobe, and then AI and Kobe, Allen Iverson, LeBron, Kobe, LeBron, D Wade, Durant, and then up to the modern time. So like, it is it's not that many folks on. I didn't realize it. I didn't realize to just now, literally, that yo, it might only be about you know twenty twenty some odd folks that's ever done that. Ever average thirty, yeah. <clears throat> In the history, why, of that, that's, that's why Brad Bill, man. That's why Bradley Bill, Bradley Bill, top twenty of all time, man. Get that man yeah. out of there. Bradley Bill, but Bradley Bill will be free. Like, they do stand out on that list, though. Them two, specifically. You like, here? All right, man. World. We ain't talking about nothing we said we were going to talk about tonight, but that's cool. It's going to skip some shit. Um, <clears throat> Y'all, man, uh, Deshaun Watson um, in NFL news, he's formally requested a trade. I'm only bringing this up because it's kind of the same, kind of the same thing. Because Bradley Bill hasn't done that yet, but you can see that the the seeds are being planted with his wife doing her social writing media. is on the wall. And this is with you know one of Jimmy's latest quips: <laughs> contracts mean nothing because if you're talking about NFL, Deshaun Watson just pretty much recently signed a big contract, and he's already saying, "Get me up out of here." And you know what? It's going to happen because no matter how much leverage we think these professional teams, like we talk this trash and, you know, fans talk this trash, man, you got a contract. I'm going to make you play for some reason, unknown to us, some inside reason that leverage never means anything. And they always bend to the will of these players. So I can pretty much, do y'all think now that it's a fish, like it's an official request do y'all think um, he's played his last game for the Houston Texans? I don't know. They're going to stretch it out a little while before they trade him. But you know they're going to trade him. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> this is different than, like, hoop, hoops. Like, yo, they're going to definitely know, stretch it out. But I think he's I think he's gone. Yeah. Yo, it's just, it's, I, I, funny thing is, first thing I think of is when he was at the end of the season and he was walking off the field. And J.J. Watt was, like, apologizing to him, like, man, we wasted one of your years. I was like, damn. Um, I, I thought he was but, apologizing to J.J. Watt. No, no, J.J. Watt apologized to him. He said, you know, you're a hell of a quarterback. We wasted one of your good years is what he yeah, said. Yeah, Because yeah, I know, cause I I know that narrative has been out, of it, been out there recently about them dudes, like, during a rebuild, wasting J.J. Watt's, you know, the rest of his career. So, so they both got the same sentiment, yeah. I guess. Like they out there. Yeah, J.J. Yeah, J. J. Watt was apologizing to him. J.J. Watt was apologizing yeah. to him. And I was like, that's crazy. So, you know, um, 
and I see him out here wearing Forty Niners jerseys, drawing like you know you, they they just paid Jimmy G, so you ain't going there, beloved. But uh, I don't know, man. Like uh, well, you know, happens, like, if they you know how the Forty Niners though they're not loyal to their um to they to the quarterbacks that take them to the Super Bowl. Shout out to Phil Maddock and Billy Beige. They were having this conversation in the chat earlier. <laughs> they yeah. not they ain't loyal. This is true. So, yeah, you ain't loyal to Montana, then, but never mind. But yo, bottom line is this though. Um, <laughs> and I get it. Steve Young was there, but you know that's Joe Montana though. That's like different breed. Um, right. I still think he's better than Brady. Argue me. Anyway, um, the fact of the matter is, man, like what happens if they do this? It sets a precedent though, because now everybody's gonna be like, yo, I'm out. Yo, top flight quarterbacks. Because whether you like him or not, Deshaun Watson is um proving that he can play quarterback in this league. I'm not gonna call him one of the best. Yet, yeah. but he has a he has a high upside. He can play. He's the definitely position. proven some people wrong though. Because remember, because he went to college mm-hmm. for so long, he went behind, you know, a lot of dudes in the draft that he's better than. Because that's like yeah. a curse now in football and basketball. The longer you stay in college, the worse they think you are. <laughs> Maybe like yo, and, this yeah, like, like why did he stay so long? If he was and really nice, he'd have came out. But that's the thing. Like, if you got eyes and you watch college games, you can see that he's nice. But that's they're all on this young potential kick in every sport now. Like, the eye test doesn't really mean anything. If this dude looks better than you in the underwear Olympics, then, you know, it's a wrap. But he's proven a lot of people wrong. So, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. But Jimmy mentioned Tom Brady. So, speaking of Tom Brady, our stat of the week Tom Brady has made it to the Super Bowl in 10 of the 21 seasons that he's played. That's 47% of the time he's made it to the Super Bowl. Steph Curry's career three-point percentage is 43%. So, in essence, Tom Brady is more likely to reach the Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to make a three-pointer. How crazy is that? That's nuts. It's the greatest three-point shooter we've ever seen. But it's more yeah, likely to be nice. I don't know the math like, on that. But it might be more likely. Statistics. Steph might be more likely to make one than Brady is to win the Super Bowl. But that's a whole different mm. math problem. We got to do that math problem. We're not sure. That's absolutely insane, yo. <laughs> yo, we about to go to the phone line and get Tobias on, but he's in the chat. He said the reason free agents don't sign in Atlanta, D.C., or Chicago is because they have to date black women in those cities. <laughs> <laughs> Yo Yo We gonna get Tobias on now man. We gonna get him Tobias what's up man <laughs> you know What's going what on about. brother Nothing much hey. man So that's why, hey, that's why you your creators. It's not about Brad hey. Bill not being a star it's about Yeah, yeah man The other thing is the milk yacht capsized In those cities uh, You know <laughs> uh, You know also Alabama who Number 8 in the country 12 Kentucky Letting y'all know, man, and my bull, hey, and the Bulls are making the playoffs. Give Zach Levine an extension. But, uh, Zach Levine, <laughs> he's going to get yeah, that extension. Uh, and then one year in, he's going to be like, get me out of here. Hey, but <laughs> think, think, of, think of the trade, trade demand. The thing with Deshaun Watson, I think one reason I think Houston's going to trade him is because you got a team like the Jets. Who uh and the, or the Dolphins got all those draft picks, and uh, they could draft their quarterback right there, get number two, number three picks, they could get all those picks. I hear people talking about the Saints. Saints ain't got no money or the draft capital. Forty ers 
mind you, remember, Kyle Shanahan passed on trading Deshaun Watson because he wanted to pay Kirk Cousins. Uh, <laughs> you remember that one? Uh, but at the same time, I think Deshaun Watson is a nice quarterback, a good quarterback. But I know all this stuff's going on. Could he be bound to 4-12? You know, I know there's a lot going on there. But uh, it's a fair question asked. But then again, we want to put Matthew Stafford. I think Deshaun Watson accomplished a lot. But at the same time, we want to put Matthew Stafford in the Hall of Fame, man. What's his big win? <laughs> you know, man, he's hyping him up like he's a Hall of Famer because he throws the ball nice. But I think Deshaun, he, he requested a trade. They should trade him. And what people are missing also is, he got a lot of signing bonus already when he signed his name on that dotted line already. So uh, he can fit if he wants to. And a quarterback's pair like Lake Young Bell did a couple of years ago because a quarterback will get his money regardless as long as he can play. Right. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. So we'll, we'll oh. see how that plays out. Um, shout out to Skyview in the chat room. He was saying uh, he said Watson mess around be in Detroit and Stafford mess around and end up in Houston. <laughs> But but Deshaun has Without a no a trade, trade clause. Being made, bro. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Deshaun has a no trade clause in his contract. Yeah, so he can and, uh, veto if he don't like the place yeah. that he's going to, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, hey, I think my Bucks just make, make a phone call. Hey, we hey we got a senior citizen on our team. If somehow he carried the team all by himself to the Super Bowl, and the biggest irony of it all. They beat the Packers with him playing like Jameis Winston. That's the biggest irony of it all. <laughs> Let's get into that. Let's get into that. Mash, you, Tobias, and Mash, everybody else. You know, Super Bowl 55 is set. Tobias is Tampa Bay Buccaneers are one of the participants yeah. this year. Of course, going against the defending champion Chiefs. Is anybody here surprised by either one of the teams that are in the Super Bowl? I'm surprised by the Bucs. I'm a fan. I'll be honest. I'm surprised by, the, by yeah, the Buccaneers. I'm about to say, um, you're probably more surprised because you're a fan. And and you're an objective fan. You know, some fans yeah. are just homers. They're like, well, I knew it was going to happen all along. Um, I'm I'm three years removed. And I'm going to still say I'm surprised the Eagles made it to the Super Bowl in 2017, 2018. Still surprised. Um, mm-hmm. But, B, what did you say? You said you surprised by the Bucks as well? Yeah, I'm I'm surprised by the Bucks because I didn't think they would be able to work out the kinks. None of them being major kinks, but you put them all together and it's major. I didn't think they would be able to mesh well in terms of the system. Bruce Arians acquiesced a little bit to to Brady, changed the changed the way he played. Still pushed the ball down the field, but gave him some short some short decision you know, routes that he could he could throw to. I didn't think the defense would hold up enough. Um, Brady had spots where he looked like Brady and even better, and then he had spots where he looked like a senior citizen. Didn't think they would be able to <laughs> like, overcome like that. Like that. You talking about the you talking about the first and second halves of the NFC championship game? <laughs> first half yeah. had some had yeah. some Brady moments. Yeah. Second half he looked like, oh my god! <laughs> you know what kills me though? The media, how they flip. He looked like the Peter. He looked like the Peter man. Hey, guy, <laughs> have y'all heard what the media was saying? Well, kudos in a such a glorified punt. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I thought they were turnovers. Oh, uh, now, now we making excuses? And I, I really feel like, like I, I put in that group with guys I mean, like and, Brady's and, president and made those, the equipment manager better. 
in some of those situations too, when you know the team is the, the opponent is coming back on you, like we're not trying to punt when we can sustain a drive and get some points. So you know, let's stop with the excuses yeah. here. Um, this is why I'm I'm not gonna call it a surprise that the but of course you know the Chiefs. I don't even have to talk about them. There's no surprise there. I don't. I didn't think anybody in the AFC was going to beat the Chiefs. Um, I actually thought Buffalo had a better chance once they got there because I started to believe. Told y'all about Josh Allen, but go ahead. Oh come on! No way! No way! Take that Strictly because, like, I agree with everything you said, B. Austin, and, and and I think that stuff were concerns throughout the season. But two things. First thing, they had a ton of talent because, you know, once Brady signed there, it opened the floodgates for, you know, everybody decent, even if they were of advanced age that wanted to play there. So, you know, they had a situation yeah. where if it took a little long to get the chemistry, they still might not have – supreme chemistry right now they have enough talent to navigate through the league and two um the the second thing is i never thought that there was any team in the nfc that was really head and shoulders above any of the other good teams in the nfc i still look at the bucks packers saints seahawks being all on the same level so I think any of those teams could have broken through and made it with that talent, yep. that, 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 you know, that influx of talent that the Bucks got when Brady signed. We knew if Brady could play, you know, if he could be decent at what he did, they would be, they would be pretty good. Um, like, you know like I said, I think Brady gets way too much credit for where they are now, but I'm going to ask you this Tobias and everybody else. Is Brady just that good? Is his? I'm not gonna say just his play. Is his impact just that good, or is Brady just one of the most? Is he just the luckiest son bitch we ever seen play in a football? I was watching that <laughs> Packers game right, and I was like, the ball bounces his way in life. I don't know what <laughs> happened. Uh, he's the only guy that can ditch his baby mama, and no one says a word. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And nobody he, says a word. He, uh, he can throw three picks. He can throw chip. three consecutive interceptions, and the team somehow doesn't score. And, and mind you, I don't know if he talked to the Packers coach. Why the hell were they playing man-to-man blitzing on that last play before the first half? And has anybody figured out? all I've ever seen in my life. That's what kills me, right? That's how you know team coaches are stupid. I know Jimmy always say a lot of people doing what the hell they're doing. When Scotty Miller, the white boy, gets in the game, he only does one route, the double move go route. That's the only route he does, and these clowns still fall for looking in the backfield. I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and Brady hits it. I still think his deep ball races because his deep ball to Scotty's always perfect. Mike always <laughs> got to jump and stop. But uh, <laughs> his deep ball races. But, yeah. But but I'll say this though. I think, like, Bucks fans on, like, they just swear it's just him walking in. There's an impact. I think the assistant coaches did a great job this year because they were teachers. 
Uh, but pe- people don't understand the impact like these other players coming. They drafted Tristan Wirth, a great right tackle, number 14. And you got Gronk in there. who He's cooked as a receiver, but he's still one of the best pass-blocking tight ends ever. Yeah, Winfield. You got Winfield Jr. as a safety draft to him. You got Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones instead of Peyton Barber as in the backfield last year. You know, the right. offensive line improved. And and that defense, like Devin White, some of the guys are growing up. But here's yeah. another thing people are missing. JP, JPP out there playing like he got five fingers. So Yeah, they, he ain't lying. They came together. And so, so there's a lot of improvement there as well because this team could overcome that. Because I remember years past, mind, we had a game we were down 56 to nothing on national TV, uh, you know, before we got a first down. <laughs> but this team was – like, I remember this, right? I tell people, it's all, like, they're killing Belichick right now. But it's still a modern miracle that Belichick got that team to 7-9 this year. <laughs> they're killing know? Belichick because sports fans are just so simple, man. Somebody leaves. Yeah. For what's a much better situation talent wise right now, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna judge both of these guys' entire careers on this first year that they're playing apart. When when all things aren't even close to being equal, but that's how simple people's minds are, man. Like that's all they needed to see. Oh, Brady left. Brady's team is in the Super Bowl. Belichick's team. didn't even make the playoffs, so Belichick is nowhere near the coach that we all thought he was, or the, or the credit that we gave him. Like that's how simple it is for sports fans to make a decision on something. Here's one for you: It's not like Brady chose the Carolina Panthers in free agency. They signed Bridgewater. It's not like he, you know, he said, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go sign with the Jets." They got an opening. No, he didn't do that. He chose a team with a talent and with a lot of receivers, and they brought in AB. And Bucks fans still crying. Well, we don't need AB. We got Scotty Miller. Said, bro, you got a Hall of Famer on the cheek. Uh, they talking about because <laughs> Brady. If they say Brady wasn't the quarterback, Gronk would have shown up. We wouldn't got AB. I'm like, look, AB was desperate. He would have signed Jacksonville. If they gave him a shot. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Gronk would have turned down my home to play would. with Brady. Down this uh, whole thing. Now with Brady and 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 Brown, what I will say is. Of course, he gravitated towards that because he had somebody on the team who had enough pull to get him picked up. Brady did want him, and of course, he wanted to play with Brady. But like you said, if 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 we would have created a football team two days ago and asked dude to play, or two days before he signed somewhere, he would have played just because you know nobody was giving him a chance. But he found a situation where somebody on the team actually had the pull to make it happen. Because if Jameis says, you know, I should bring A.B. in, they're going to tell Jameis to, to E.A.D. pretty much. But when they Brady tells him. you that, you're going to look into you know what? it. Because it's Tom Brady. You know what? With Arians, right, uh, and I was telling a friend of mine, right, he threw the other book pocket. I was talk, chopping up with him. I was like, think about this. He looks at the talk of Tom's a made man. I said, Jameis and Carson Palmer were at crossroads of that great. Remember, Carson came out of retirement, and he stunk with Oakland. Neither one of them gonna say anything about the system of play. Then you had rookies and Peyton Manning and Roethlisberger and Luck. They ain't gonna say nothing. So, uh, so this is the first time he had a made man out here as a veteran who's a made man. And I think that's a big thing. But can I? I don't know if y'all gonna talk about this, but can I chime in on something real quick before we run? Uh, 
You notice that? Where's the national outrage over Chad Wheeler beating that, beating his black girlfriend, uh, trying to kill that woman? Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. But <laughs> yeah, all I hear all this mental health stuff. Dude, mental health don't mean you choke a woman to death. I want to know why y'all still asking these questions after you saw that Chad Wheeler was white. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, and by the way, all your questions should be answered. <laughs> hey, Zeke Elliott, that was nothing, and he got suspended. Uh, Kareem Hunt got at that white girl. You saw he, you saw what they did to him real swift and quick. But when the white boy does it, oh man, mental health. Oh no, hey, I mean, don't get mental it, health, don't reach it out. I mean, because Seattle released him, the NFL. He's claiming that he doesn't even want to play football no more. But if he tries to play again, the NFL is going to suspend them just to save face, whether they want to or not. The difference is going to be like he's probably not going to be blackballed like a like a Ray Rice or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And you know, Ray, and Ray you was know definitely slowing down. So it was it yeah. was more of a risk to pick up Ray Rice after that. But Ray still <laughs> yeah, had a does. year or two. He had a year or two left in him at at, at most. Um, and you know this what? dude is not He's not like some high Drafted offensive lineman I think he went undrafted as a matter of fact But I, I guarantee you If he decided that he wanted to come back To football There would be more people looking into his Situation you know Than there was for like a Ray Rice Like Yeah And my last thing is I ain't hear nothing. And, like, I believe anyone lay their hands on a woman should be in prison. That's how I believe. And, uh, cause I ain't no excuse for it. But I ain't hear all this, well, mental health is real. We have an epidemic in mental health when the black guys get caught up. We don't hear that. But when the white boy get caught up and try to kill a woman and say, oh, you still alive. Because, you know, choking is one of the most evil ways to kill somebody. Oh, yeah. And, uh, it's a, and, slow, and so, it's a slow, gruesome death. Yeah, and so this guy was having oh, a asphyxi- asphyxiation. Terrible yeah. way to go. And, and I was like, and, and so my thing on this is I don't want to hear no mental health. I ain't hear no mental health when the brothers get, get caught up and stuff. They were wrong. But when the white boys start trying to kill them, oh, mental health is real. Why did he take his medicine? That doesn't and mean you try to kill somebody and, with this bipolar, bipolar. And what makes it even more understandable to the people out there that want to give him excuses is his girlfriend was black. I was like, oh, yeah. You, know, you wouldn't you wouldn't kill him one of ours, so we're good with you. So Jim, and we, also, we, it, we it, only have to talk about this when the grind comes. We can skip this one since Yeah, and, and, and guys, I want to say thanks for taking my call, but I'm glad there's a lot of black <laughs> male athletes and black men on Twitter online. It's me TV that was going in and was like, hell no. And I was going to shout those brothers out too, get them props. Cause, no doubt. Because, cause, cause, yep, because we, we know the Milk Yacht boys ain't going to say that. But, hey, the other brothers, <laughs> hey, man, shout out to y'all. <laughs> All right, man. We holler at you next week. Uh, next week we're going to dig deeper into this Super Bowl. So we'll, we'll definitely wrap with you next week. Peace. Hey, but this – um. I mean, them dudes. A lot of dudes did say something, but I'm gonna need some of these black dudes to put hands on this dude if they see him out in public. Like it shouldn't just be some words. Um, and and y'all know why he tried to choke this girl to death and beat her up because she would not bow to him. Because she was getting off the plantation. She would not bow to him. She would not bow down to him. <laughs> so he beat her up, choked her out, and when he realized when she like came back. To consciousness, he was like, 
you're not dead? Like, he said something like that. Like, you still alive? Yeah. Like, he tried to kill her. Like, read this art. Read this story. It's crazy. Um, <clears throat> His black girlfriend would not bow down to him. So he tried to kill her. <laughs> so so he, he, he's been arrested. I'm, I'm not, uh, what's going to happen here? I'm, but definitely, I'm, Jim, I'm, definitely I'm not. From the grind count, so. I'm, I'm <laughs> certainly, certainly not <clears throat> condoning any of this, as this young man deserves the worst of the worst. But it does get <clears throat> in question that if he thought that it was okay to demand that she bow to him, I'm kind of wondering, was that the first time for this behavior? And how much does he fetishize that whole thing and, and some of y'all can between the lines of where I'm going. <laughs> the slave master uh the slave master playing. uh bed wench uh fetish, you know, that certainly does exist. I mean we have only to look at blue movies, uh shout out to the hub, to see that it exists. And that dynamic plays a, a role in the in these type of relationships. And uh Sorry for that woman. Um, I am hopeful that she makes a full and speedy recovery and makes some better choices in uh, in her dating life. Yeah. Dude ain't all that rich, so I hope you ain't doing that for the money. <laughs> but um, before Maybe we do doing that for the whiteness, she did look like she had a skin bleach going on. Yeah. <laughs> you out of pocket. Before we... um get into uh, other topics that happen while y'all want to grind. Um, just want to make sure y'all know, anytime during the week, uh, anytime during your life, or definitely during the show, you can check out our website. That's worldroomsports.com. If you want to call in and speak with us about any of today's topics on the show while we're still live, you can dial the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline at numbers 323 Press 1 when prompted, but if you already listen from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. You can also join us in the By the Hood chat room brought to you by By the, By the Hood University. If you've always wanted to learn about the stock market and how to make your money work for you, not just the stock market, stock market, uh, precious metals, uh, cryptocurrency, all of that, y'all definitely got to check out um, everything that's going on at By the Hood University. And to do that, all you got to do is go to our website, go to the partners page or the bottom of our home page where you see their logo. Um, just uh, click on that and use promo code WRS, all caps, and you can receive 15% off on everything on the By the Hood site. Any course that you want to take, anything that you want to learn um, financially, make sure you do that. So it's not too late to secure your financial financial legacy. So make sure you do that now. All right. So, Jim, while y'all on the grind, <laughs> what happened? What else happened this week? Yes, sir. While you on the grind is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Here Hell we yeah. go. Go to digitalextremetech.com or call seven two zero five four two zero three. And tell them that you heard it here at War Room Sports on the War Room. Get that hook up. Get you, get you a site. Stop playing around. Um, yeah, but yeah, this yeah. week, what happened while you were on the grind? Uh, you know, we, we talked about Chad Wheeler. 
right? So I don't know, you know, it's not really going gone back. Um, shout out to Tobias for always jumping our topics, but you know what it is what it is. Um, Chad Wheeler, hands and feet. Y'all need to be giving him hands yeah. and feet. Every Chad Seahawks player that know where he lives, um, hands and feet. Yo, Big Brand, right? This is this is actually pretty brand. funny and gangster to me. But in baseball, they straight and say, yo, there's nobody being inducted to the Hall of Fame this year. So there's no inductees. Um, Clemens and Bonds didn't make it again. Gary Sheffield didn't make it. Nobody's getting in. So, you know, um, shout to baseball for like, no, we're just skipping it this year. Yo, um, I, didn't they say the same thing about basketball? I don't, I don't think there's going to be any 2021 um, Hall of Famers in basketball either. I don't think anybody made it. And they still haven't um, They still haven't inducted the Kobe Garnett uh, Tim Duncan class. But, um, yeah, I, I, I thought I heard that about basketball as well. Let me look it up real quick. But baseball, I mean, you know how their, their, their voters are. They're, um, they're just petty. And they're going it seems like everybody who still has a vote, you know, every writer who still has a vote who was around during the quote unquote steroid era is basically gonna take this to their grave until they no longer have a vote. And I don't know how long these dudes are even gonna be eligible to, to get into the hall. So it looked like some of these dudes just might not <laughs> they might not ever get in the Hall of Fame. What you think, Jim? Especially, I mean, the, I big, mean, the biggest two names, of course, Bonds and, and Clemens. Like, I mean, here's the thing, yo. As written in sports, the book, as written in sports, the book, it's ridiculous that Bonds and Clemens just aren't in the Hall of Fame, dog. Like, when you talk about what the Hall of Fame is supposed to represent, and I know they try to play this moral thing, but FOH, dog. Like, you know, because we're judging what's moral, what's not moral. You can, there's no way you can tell me that Bonds and Clemens aren't amongst the greatest people to ever, to ever play that game of baseball. And, you know, Barry Bonds was the best player before he decided to, like, you know, take horse tranquilizers and whatnot. Like, he was already the best player in baseball. So, I mean, between him and Ken Griffey. But, I mean, so to me, it's it's, it's ridiculous, dog. Like, let it go. Like, I understand you gotta, you're trying to prove a point, but FOH. <laughs> All right, so – um. I don't know. Maybe I, cause I can't find it. So maybe I didn't read that about the NBA. I mean, about the basketball hall of fame. Like I can't really fathom that ever happening in basketball anyway, because in basketball, even if you, even if the class, the crop of players um, may not be worthy for induction, there's always going to be some kind of contributor or something like that. That's going to get into the hall, some coach or something like that. Yeah, you so, can always let, you can just let it. I think what I saw was the the story about the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame announcing that they're narrowing their watch list for the 2021 Jerry West Award, which is the the shooting guard of the year award. Um, is that in college basketball? You should go to Michael yeah, <laughs> of the year. No, but I think this is—I think that's a, a, a college award. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the hell I saw. I might have might have been a dream after I read the, the stuff about the baseball. It was all thing. a dream. It was all a dream. I used to read you Word Up magazine. Reading Word Up magazine. <laughs> Smoking cup of heavy beer up in the limousine. 
So what else happened, Jim? Oh, oh, every Saturday, rap attack. You got me my fucking rap bag, <clears throat> my rap bag over here. Um, but anyway, uh, this is a sad story. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to shut up now. Nah, we good. Yo, dude, what happened to Jimmy? Oh no, I thought, I thought it was me until I heard you say what happened to Jimmy. Yo, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy. I don't know. He having some technical difficulties. Maybe they did shutting down after he said that. All right, but he was talking about um uh Seku Smith of NBA TV, and uh, you know he write he used to write for NBA dot com. He died this week of COVID-19 at the age of 48. Yeah, like, that was, that was, it was definitely out of the blue. Like, Seku Smith, he's not one of these dudes where we like, he's not uber popular. He's not like a, uh, you know, when, um, oh man, Stuart Scott died or anything like that. But it's like when something like this happens and it happens so suddenly, then you're like, damn, like I used to read some of Sekou Smith stuff and I used to see him every once in a while on um, NBA TV clowning with some of his co-hosts and stuff. Um, did you have any like memories of Sekou Smith? Did you ever read his stuff on NBA.com? B? Yo, my, my bad, yo. Randy, I was sitting there talking about as you said that, Yo, got yeah, you. I was going in. I was I was going in about my man Sekou Smith too, man. Like you know, but yeah, yeah, go ahead, let him hear those down. bars, man. Let him hear those bars. No, no, hey, no I, I, was on that. Like I was saying the B, like it wasn't it's like Sekou Smith's not popular like a Stuart Scott, but it's still crazy. Like damn, somebody you like you see him one day and then the next day you don't like. No, damn, but he, he was a, he was a younger brother, so it's like I, I, yeah, you know, he was forty eight. I read his work, watched him. Um, cause you know, he's, he's a younger hipper brother. So, you know, let's keep it a being. So I kind of related to him on, on a certain level, but it's just sad, man. Like it was, it was, it's actually sad how many folks that we're losing to COVID-19 and it's like, it's almost like in a weird way, we're getting desensitized to it. It's like, Oh, he's gone. All right. Let's just like, like when you think about just the folks we lost and it's like, yo, this is something that wasn't even here. Couple of years ago, now folks are just like gone. Right, it's just, it's just a sad state. It's like that really just sad. came through, and in a year, like purged almost half a million people. <laughs> so it's, it's not insane. even like it, it's definitely crazy, it's, and it's not even too shocking anymore when you hear something like that. That's why, yo, I'm telling you, man, that's <laughs> COVID got it. Still got me shook. Like COVID got me in the house getting in shape like real talk i done lost 40 pounds because i'm like i don't want to have any underlying issues just in case I, just in case i do you know grab do as they call it the vid like I'm, i want this to be a fair fight you know what i mean and i'm like in the direction yeah. i was going it probably wasn't gonna be a fair fight so i'm trying my hardest like all right i gotta do this and I've had other incentives like throughout the years to to you know get in better shape, but now, like looking at how people are just going like that, it's like your mortality is just staring you in the face, and you're like, "All right, I've mm-hmm. said before, all right, I got kids now, I want to play with my kids when they get older, so I gotta be in better shape, this and that, I want to be here, 
But then when you see this thing taking people out, and in the black community, I think a lot of these times, I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a quick poem stat like. Eight times out of ten, if a black person is dying from COVID, most likely they had something else going on. So, yeah, I'm COVID yeah, got me man. shook. It's sad. It's sad to the brother Sekou Smith, man. I definitely read his work. And yeah, yeah man, it's great. Rest in power, brother Sekou. So, is he down? Was he based down there in, in Atlanta? Because did they did they move all the operations of NBA TV? I know they used to be in like Secaucus, New Jersey. Are some of them do still there, yeah. or are they all in Atlanta? Yeah, I know I, they I like to. I like I know they like to like mix and match. Like if Shaq or Barkley or Kenny or one of those dudes, you know, got to miss a show, they just pull one of them dudes from NBA TV. So I figured that they were all based in Atlanta or something, because they can just run to the studio and be a part of that show. But yeah, man, rest in peace to the brother. Yeah, yeah no, he, was in, uh, he was in Atlanta. He was in Atlanta. Very, very sad. Very sad which, story, man. Which makes um, the next story not make so much NBA, sense to me. This, this all ties this in is, together. But yeah, the NBA and the MBPA are discussing scenarios to hold an All Star game in March, and one of the places they're talking about going is Atlanta. <laughs> and I'm gonna leave that at that. We, we've we've talked all show. So, We've talked all show about how, you know, nothing, ha- you know, nobody, I'm going to say nobody because there's plenty of people, but as a whole, it, it really didn't seem like it was taken that serious down there. Like things never really shut down to the point, like things shut down up here. So it, it, it's mm-hmm. kind of ironic that even with them thinking of doing this out of all cities that they're thinking about doing this in Atlanta, um, but mainly they're thinking about that because, you know, it's the home of Turner Sports, and that's where the All-Star Game and the All-Star Weekend usually takes place on Turner Sports. So that's weird. I don't mind them trying to do this, but my point is my, – my thing is get you a bubble secured right now. Make the All-Star break a little longer so people can quarantine in the bubble um, and make sure everything's good. And for real, for real, once the All-Star weekend is over, stay in the bubble and finish the season. Because this season, there's going to be a lot of unfair things happening this season, at the end of this season, I think. Like, there's going to be teams that are tops in the league, and then something's going to happen COVID-related at the wrong time. And you're going to have dudes in the playoffs or in the finals having to quarantine and it's going to cost their team a championship. It could end up being the Lakers. They've been lucky so far. But, you know, imagine if that happens. They get to the finals or they get to the conference finals and Brian got to sit out for 10 days for contact tracing or something something silly like that. I mean, for Brian, they'll probably postpone yeah, the league. that'll be tough. Yeah, that'll, so, be, but, that'll be tough. For Brian, they'll put, the league, they'll put the league on hold just like they allowed him to benefit from others getting COVID. Like, yeah. Yeah. off the hook, dog. But, no, nah, it's, it's – it's, this season is real. Oh, man, Cicely Tyson died, man. Come on, man. Yo. No. This is – this is – this is one no. thing I'll say. This is one thing I'll say. That's breaking news. Cicely Tyson died. I She's 96 years old. Now you she think of some of the big names. 
has died so far in 2021, you know, Sekou Smith aside, and he's not even a big name in that regard. A lot of the big names dying in 2021, they're like 86 years old, 90-something years old. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like... That's a good run. Yeah, it's... It's it's not the same as 2020 because 2020 was taking people of all ages. I mean, and we're, yeah. and this, we're still yeah, doing that's that. Yeah, COVID, but some of the big big names we've heard this year. It's not the same as 2016 or 2020 because you know, not to sound insensitive, like, but you know, at some point these people were going to go. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's kind of different. But rest in peace to to Cicely Tyson. Um, Jim, anything else happened while we were on the grind, or are we we good? No, man, that's pretty much it, man. Um, tell folks, uh, you know, the thing sports history, so we can rate her. Yeah, um, we 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 got a call on the line. We gotta let the homie through for two minutes, but it, but it gotta be short because we out of here. Um, but this week in sports history, of course, brought to you by Sports the Book. Um, if you guys are looking for some real sports content to read, not just this subjective stuff that's going on on all these sports shows and, and the books that are being written and the articles that are being written now, but if you want something real, check out Sports the Book. Uh, smart people only read the sports. Written by War Room Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint. Make sure you get your copy, sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. Wherever you get it, just make sure you get that. Make sure you support that. All right, this date in sports history, January 28th, 1949. The New York Giants signed their first black players, Monte Irvin, Monte Irvin and Ford Smith. Um, so, the, you know, the Giants, they, they opened the floodgates over there way faster than the people up in Washington did. But we, are, we, uh, we know how that went down but um we like to give this this moment in sports history uh a war room salute and shout out to them brothers for breaking that color barrier in one of the northernmost cities in the united states that was a big deal back then so shout out to them all right before we get out of here because we're definitely about to get out of here we're going uh right to the homie rob uh, for two minutes because he's been waiting on the line for a minute. So we're going to give him his minute, his couple minutes before we roll. What up, Rob? You're in the war room. What's going on, good brother? What up, man? I'm waiting on line for a minute. going to give me two minutes. I'll see how it is. You give Tobias, a.k.a., you know what I'm saying, Mr. Cotton Patch, Tobias, a.k.a., you know, when he comes when he you, comes, when, you wait when on you wasting your minutes. You wasting your minutes. When he, minute, he, when he, he, he comes, comes on the show, when he comes on the show, it's a plantation. When he comes on the show, it's a plantation report. That's all good, man. I don't care, you know. Damn. I don't care. I don't, I don't like no ADOS FDA dudes, man. I'm good. But, but that's right. why I call speak on y'all. I hope black folk right now, they listen to a guy like Jimmy B. Austin and um, Jeff talk about, when they talk about finance, when they talk about wealth, because we could we could do the same thing we're doing right now with our money, you know. We just have to focus it in on something, or and, and not li- and, and 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 not listen to the other uh, ideologies that are out there saying, 
oh, black folk can't go together because you are mixed, you're hair straight, you're too fat, you're this, you're that. Oh, you with the white woman, you with the Indian woman, you're not really black. Now, forget that. We are all black. I don't understand why black folk across the world, except for, like, just in America, probably in South Africa, but just... I'm I, I, I talking about coming together. I'm talking about coming together and not falling to the ideology like guys like Tobias and FBAs and Adolf people who try to, who try to make a. How do you keep killing Tobias? Who try? Because y'all educated. Y'all I'm not saying he's not educated, but y'all educated and y'all diversified and y'all got knowledge to show. I'm talking to my dad. This is kind of scary, but still, it's really though. So what, I mean, what is your what is your beef at, at the risk of running it longer than it should? Yo, why why are you against ADOS, man? What's what's wrong with ADOS? Foundational uh, Black America. There, 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 there's a lot of things wrong with ADOS. I, I don't want to go in. The, I don't want to make this show about it because we got to talk about sports. Yeah, I'm, gonna tell, I'm gonna tell you like this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you like this for sure. When a, it, it's just this tired ideology that. That nullifies the um, the um, the idea of it devalues the idea of African. It devalues the idea of being African. It's just oh, we're black, but not really African. It's nothing but device. It's nothing but divisiveness. Like like listen, listen, listen. You're fun. You 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 perfect example of device. You're a Jamaican dude. They would say yeah. brothers were Jamaican, like oh, like like oh, he's not. He, oh, wait, wait, listen, 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 listen to me, listen to me. They would say oh, oh, he's not really this, he's not really that, but they fail to realize is that we have a brother like Marcus Garvey who helped build hospitals, who helped who helped who helped build unions in this country, who helped build manufacturing companies in this country, and got black folks to stand with their back straight. That it doesn't really matter about about technically your 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 it doesn't and it doesn't doesn't matter about your ethnicity. Right. Right. What matters is we're all black. That's that, that's what I'm trying to say. Right, so yeah, I, I, I agree, Ron. But you did, brother, no. uh, what you what you're trying that's to say basically is that it's exclusionary and it divides us in a in a in a battle that we shouldn't be divided. That's literally what you're Amen. trying to say. And re- yeah, and rest Amen. in power to Marcus Messiah Garvey. Yes, sir. And it's always, and it's always got to be African Americans. I man, man, man I, I talk to Somalians. I talk to everybody. Okay, South Africans are a little bit no, weird. I say that. Brother. I don't care. But I talk to no, everybody brother. else. Every every ethnicity. Jamaican, Haitian, but African American. Huh? It ain't just African Americans that divisive and trying to split us. But we are trying to talk this. This is for another another topic for another show with. And I just want to say one thing. The season, NBA season, has been, and I want to know, I want to know y'all a uh, question about the NBA season. Do you think it's sort of been better since the fans are not there because it challenges the players to, um, to basically actually show what they got? You know, instead of taking it every day, like, like practice. Better, I think it's been better, Rob, because bums play better without fans calling them out on their bumness. Like, <laughs> so I think some of the bums have played a little bit better. And you have guys that, you know, everybody kind of elevates or steps up because 
you know, like a bum becomes an okay dude, an okay dude becomes like T.J. Warren, T.J. Warren or Jamal Murray. You know, that's that's what it that's what it is. But we yeah. gotta go, bro. They, they always say role players man. don't play well on the road. They need to be in front of their home crowd. So I guess home crowd or no crowd, dudes can play a little bit better. They don't have to worry about and, going on the road and and having to perform in front of a hostile crowd. And, 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 and one thing, what was the legacy of Aaron Rodgers become if he doesn't win another Super Bowl? A great, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Even, I mean, even I mean, with Tom I mean, Brady that's, there, that's what, it, that's what it should be. But at fans and everybody who speaks on sports, it's all about rings these days. So I don't know his his legacy. It might take a hit. No. I don't personally. Two, you, you're, 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 you're right there, but you're right. But there's two organizations that should be ashamed of themselves based on what they had at quarterback and what they did talent-wise. That's the Indianapolis Colts, and that's the Green Bay Packers. Both had two potential uh, greatest of that. all time to be, but they, they, they on, mismanaged that, the talent piece. A lot of, yeah, I know a lot you of times the Colts lost because of 18, so that's either here nor there, man. We got to get out of here, yo. Rob, man, I'll say no have, there. A, have a blessed week, good brother. <laughs> all right, Rob. Bear, I'll... yeah. You tripping. I think Rob was getting on the bus or something. Yeah, right. I, I just want to laugh at the, the fact that the boy, said, the boy said when Tobias called, he called him to give a plantation report. That's pretty funny, right? <laughs> so, that, yeah. that, that's, actually, that, that's actually a pretty <laughs> funny joke. I got to give him credit for that one. Yo, Rob, I don't know but, um, Rob is still listening after he get on, but I, I got a snitch to Tobias yo, on that. I, I, I got to tell. Yo, I don't know what that yo. joke is, and I definitely got sent Tobias that because I just want to see. Yo, he said the boy called him to give the plantation report. That is hilarious. <laughs> Yo. Yo. <laughs> yeah, he bought it. He probably was sitting on that joke all week too. Like, wait till I say this. But yo, um, wait till I get these thank bars. Thank you, brothers though. and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout to everybody, um, you know, who kicked it with us. Uh, some people couldn't get through, and we apologize, but we are, you know, getting out of here. Time has flown by. Um, Thanks to Tobias for the plantation report. Week. We will be back. <laughs> yo, catch us next week as we get the plantation report from Tobias. <laughs> This is going to replay of us and all of our shows, man. Um, you know, so tune in as we talk about the Super Bowl 55. You know what I'm saying? Yo, 55. Listen, enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy whatever sports you are watching. And please, please, please stay safe. Catch everything we do at the Hub, all of our content, social media. Everything is at the Hub of WarroomSports.com. Our book sports, the book you can find it at the Hub as well, of WarroomSports.com. But until the next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we shall see you chumps on top.
cutters, I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef, no. Corporate secrets, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a chief flow. KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode. Two hours, get your game up. Who's the best in sports cap? You better name us. What real sports? Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.